Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Buzzwords, Conversations About Teaching and Learning at SU, where we talk about working and learning at SU and hopefully a lot more than that. We'd like to thank our sponsor, SU's Transformative Teaching and Learning Team, led by Karin, Pep Talk Generator, Lucas. My name is Melissa Smeltzercraft, head women's basketball coach here at Shenandoah University, and I am here with the men in my life. <laughs> Fair. Pep talk generator. I should have read this beforehand because I don't even know what that really means. It's a reference to a Facebook post. Oh, is it like the TTL yeah. one every Friday? Yeah. Sure, those yeah. are awesome. Yeah. Those, those are fun to read. Uh, my name is Joey Grisiak. I'm the director of esports and associate professor of esports here at the university. Um, I'm one of the men in Melissa's life, apparently. Um, I, I guess I'll introduce Sean, our who are you? producer. Sean's a senior, uh, esports and uh, business double major, graduating in May, and he does all the recording for us and makes us sound so much better than we actually are. Uh, so thank you, Sean, for that. There's also some songs that go on, but Scott didn't list the names of the songs this week, so I don't <laughs> even know what they are. But songs do happen as well. Uh, and then there's one song that that we always have had this season. It's called Adventures by A Himitsu, but we gave them credit the past two episodes. I didn't think we needed to shout them out again. But we just uh, did. Yeah, so there you go. A <laughs> A. Congratulations. Uh Scott King, psychology department, professor there, and co host of this show, another man in Melissa's life. Proud to say. Uh yeah, thank you, Sean Kelly. <laughs> Here's our update for how we're doing. Almost 800 downloads from subuzzwords.podbean.com. We've still got our five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Still better than Buzzwords, the med school drinking game. Our email address, buzzwords at su.edu. We actually got an email since last episode. I just checked it like 20 minutes ago, and we had an email from today's guest, Keith Jones Pomeroy, which we'll revisit after Melissa introduces him. Yeah, I'd like to intro Keith uh, so we can get in it. I feel like there's not going to be enough time to talk to him about everything we want to talk about. So Keith Jones Pomeroy is the Director of Civic Engagement at Shenandoah for less than a month left. Is that true? Three weeks. Three more weeks he has that title. Through his role, he engages student and community programming through three areas, community engagement in volunteering and service learning, civil dialogues across difference, and voter engagement. He is passionate about connecting with students in transformative learning through programs that address issues of culture, power, spirituality, and leadership. In addition to this, he teaches FYS and an honors course on service to the community. In his spare time, he enjoys reading, painting, pranking, hiking, and baking. He lives with his family in Winchester, again, for three more weeks. Three more weeks. Welcome, Keith. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. When you should be packing. Yes, I should be right now. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Escaping the home is actually kind of nice right now, though. Yes, I agree. <laughs> but you're not packing, Scott. No, I'm not. But still, escaping the home <laughs> okay, in general. Yeah, just packing clear. is just terrible. That's Scott's all. not going anywhere. <laughs> Keith is. Yeah, they say this, the share home. the same outlook. <laughs> <laughs> did I say too much? <laughs> anyway, well, Keith did take the time to send us an email, even though he's busy packing for his departure. Um, it was the one email we got since last episode. He sent it um, last Thursday. And he had some suggestions for us. And my other co-hosts have not heard these suggestions, so we're going to get their reaction on the spot. This is fresh it, take right here. Well, yeah. you, you were really eagerly asking for That's right. feedback. That's we right. We were so pretty I, thirsty. So I, I felt like obliged to We were that. pretty thirsty. Thank you, Keith, for obliging. 
All right, he says, number one, too many sports ball references. Instead, you could replace these with meaningful references to The Simpsons. Yes. I assume all listeners would appreciate this. Catering no, a podcast to my likes. Is I made a Homer reference earlier with my stomach doing what it's doing now. Yeah, you did. No, so no, I, appreciate there we go. That. I appreciate that. All right, that, that was I, off I the want air. everyone to know I immediately stopped listening for 30 seconds when the term sports I ball is used. <laughs> 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 so I've just been blank staring at Sean. Yes, uh, Joey is resting the microphone on his... On my stomach, my protruding back. <laughs> on his Homer Simpson-esque protruding Yeah, back. and I said, I look like Homer I feel like Homer Simpson holding a beer. Yep. That's how he yep. does it. So there, there we go. go. But we'll make, we'll make a better effort, Keith. I, I right. appreciate that. I appreciate no, that. As somebody who's feedback. not um, sports ball inclined. In sports ball, sports ball yeah. inclined. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Well, this is going <laughs> to... <laughs> I look like Eli Manning right now. Another reference he won't get. I, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simpsons, check. Got that. Uh, he also suggests to spice things up throughout the show, each guest should have at least three ambiguous words bleeped out <laughs> randomly. <laughs> I'm game for that. That is a great <laughs> idea. You, you taking notes, Sean? Sean yes. That, that, that's on Sean. That's on the producer side of things. That's, yeah. that's post. Uh, Got to get that in the post. Yeah, producer post? Sean. <laughs> so like it's a basketball term. <laughs> <laughs> producer Sean just throwing some beeps over, you know, random words. That, 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 that's actually a really good I idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. People will be like, well, what would they say there? Yes. <laughs> get, some, get some buzz built up about the show. All right. Number three. Hornet hot takes are great, but you should also give the guest a delicious hot cake while they talk. <laughs> I, I'll say that I was actually hoping that you would bring hot I, I, I read this. this at like 11. I know. I know. I was hoping late. it would be like, oh, look, I got cakes now, too. Yeah. Next, next episode, maybe with Rakeen. We'll have a hot cake that he can chew on and make mouth noises but while we're interviewing. Yes, it's like yeah. ASMR. But okay, yeah. is it is it is it hot <laughs> cakes or hot cakes like pancakes? Like no 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 cakes cakes the, the like, a, like a hot cake. No, the dessert. So fresh out of the oven with icing and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it just to go along with the hot take. Could yeah, be, hot take. Could be lukewarm cake. cakes and or like cinnamon cake. cake. Oh, that'd sort of be like that that hot wing podcast. Right where the guys have to like eat hot. Well, there's wings. a show, isn't it? It's oh, a it's show, a show hot, ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. hot ones. Yeah, hot ones. There it is. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I can plug that with our. We have a program that we do a similar thing called yes, Hot Topics, where we have students from different backgrounds come together, and then we have six questions, and each question starts with a salsa, and then increases that tolerance up to. I uh, like ghost it. Pepper. <clears throat> hot cake, hot oh. take. I don't. Hot take, hot yeah. cakes. It'll, it'll <laughs> or it could be hot shakes, and Joey could dance <laughs> while the while the guests. Little is. do people know, I actually do that on the podcast every Good week. Good thing the head of HR is coming. Hot hot cakes, hot shakes, hot takes. All right, and he had a final suggestion. The intro outro music, as we know from A Himitsu, is great, but there are no sound effects. Where is the slide whistle or random audience laughter? That's true. Scott Again, has asked about. We could have some drops, some drops. audio clips that we intersperse. Like like last episode, we had the "This is boring." <laughs> <laughs> like, that was that Emily. I think yeah, Emily. Said that. Emily. <laughs> like we could just drop that in. Um, yeah. Pretty much anywhere. Like like the disc jockey kind of thing yeah. Yeah, on the radio. Where you I'm have the you. yeah yeah yeah. I'm with you. Some random flashlights. The air horns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the siren. All right. Good suggestions, Hot Keith. Takes. Thank you. You're welcome. On my way out, I'm giving lots of great suggestions to everyone. <laughs> That's right. Good attitude of gratitude. That's Keith's term. And I think we're going to oh, talk I was about saying it, So it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Um, you know, we're about to have this holiday. We're just the last couple of days of work. And I suggested to the gentleman in here that we should do something we're grateful for related to the podcast. 
I got mixed faces, <laughs> um, but I would like to say I'm I'm grateful for this podcast. I feel like our camaraderie has developed over the. Are we doing this now? For, am I doing it? I'm I in it. 40, I'm in I the thought middle. we had 45 minutes to think about this because I have no clue what I'm going to say. I'm go- right. I'm in. The, I want to just say on the record that I was in the middle of my gratitude moment, and Joey just cut me off. But no, I've had a lot of fun doing this podcast. I think we're getting better? Question mark. Question I don't mark. know. Uh, but I certainly have had a lot of fun. And I, like I said, I think our camaraderie has grown and developed. And um, even just bi-weekly for 45 minutes, this has been a blast. So thank you guys for making that fun. Yeah, I think we can we can go to Joey last. I've thought of something. I'm thankful, and I say this not sarcastically, I'm thankful for the eSports program here at Shenandoah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get a lot of grief. They get a lot of criticism. <laughs> they, Preach. They get a lot Preach. of... Uh, they get a lot of uh, smack talk coming their way from other departments, Preach. you know, and people make fun of them a lot, and a lot of it's justified. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I, I said this is not going to be sarcastic. Um, I'm thankful that we have the, the the support of the esports program and producers Xander last year and Sean now and Joey here and all their equipment in the arena and uh, this cutting edge program. I'm I'm grateful for it. So thank you, Joey and Sean, and Xander, and everybody else in the esports crew. Yeah. Oh, Have geez. you considered naming, renaming it Esports Ball? Because Melissa really likes that. <laughs> and <laughs> I just think Esports Ball as a yeah mm-hmm. as a as a discipline sounds more professional. Esports Ball <laughs> management. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> sounds like before and after on Wheel of Fortune. That's what it just sounded like. <laughs> pretty good it does sound like that what are we what are we thankful for it's like order is this like going last at a restaurant you don't know what to order and so they uh, come to me last yeah and you still don't know by the time they get to you you just throw something off the cuff because i have no idea and and you're the reason the waiter spits in two-thirds of the dishes i'm okay with that as long as it tastes good i don't care what's in it um we could let keith go give you a couple more minutes no it's not gonna help me any it's it's not gonna help uh mine's more like melissa's i mean i'm thankful for esports i guess too um (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad that people know how to do the technical side of it, so that we don't have to. Mm-hmm. That is a huge thing. I can, I can just get in here and just talk with a microphone on my stomach, <laughs> and then I then I can go back to my office. Good job, Sean. Um, no, I'm I, I'm thankful that I get to spend 45 minutes to an hour every two weeks, not in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, I'm very mm-hmm. thankful that I can actually talk to people face to face, even though this is a recorded podcast. I'm talking to y'all's face to face here. Uh, and it's much better than sitting in my office by myself in a meeting, staring at a computer screen. Agreed. As I'm staring <laughs> at a computer screen. Uh, no, so that's, that is really cool. It's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, that's, that's been probably the best part of it is just getting at, getting to get in here and just talk and just have fun off the cuff. So that's what I'm thankful for. Is that what we said? Yeah. Attitude of gratitude. That's yeah. what it is. Keith. So I'm going to, I'm going to actually just adjust you. You're on the spot. You don't have to be grateful for this podcast because <laughs> there's no business of an outsider being grateful for no, this. I'm <laughs> grateful. No, I'm grateful. No, no, no. I'm, I would I'm like grateful for you. that, um, that this podcast is geared towards both faculty and staff because I think oftentimes in the academic world, it's like faculty will talk to faculty mm-hmm. and sure. that is the business of the world sure. and to be able to see the the lineup you've had of a diverse group of folks who are coming in from all over campus i really appreciate that so i'm, th- I'm thankful for that and that's why i'm here because i'm not a full-time faculty yeah yeah season one was for faculty season two we're we're more inclusive who knows what season three has in store oh yeah dun, students dun, dun, dun. Not yeah. students. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was shut down pretty quickly. 
Do we want to get into the highs and lows? And do we want to just continue to illuminate the fact that Keith is leaving us and just cry the whole way through here? But um, all right, I'll, how about I go first with the highs and lows, and we can we can we can let Keith go next. But um, I guess a high for me is I, I'm going to continue on the gratitude train, not to be cheesy or anything, but we do um, we've read a bunch of books with my team over the the off season, and now we've been doing breakdowns of them. There's four books total, and through one of the books that we read, one of the players, the group suggested adding to our post-practice ritual a, a gratitude commentary mm -hmm. and being grateful. So we, right now we do a high-low cheer, which I'm sure some people have heard of, or you know, people do like a rose and a thorn reflective of their day. I've heard that people do this mm -hmm. with their children a lot. So we, we've done that with our team now for like two-plus years. And the women on our team suggested doing a gratitude comment, and it could be related to anything in your life. It doesn't have to be just that day, that practice, and – we have a rotation of who gets to reflect on practice. So that's been really cool, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. So I would say that's my high is just their awareness and maturity to include that and not be told to do that. That was really cool. Um, my low would be my neck is still killing me um, and just not feeling great as the, the weather gets colder and I'm just uncomfortable and lurching around. But um, that's my own personal problem. So that would be my low. Keith, what are your highs and lows from the last chunk of time? Um, so lows are packing, especially with two kids, two Ooh, young kids yes. who like to unpack while you're packing. <laughs> and it's a big game. Just yes. pack them. Pack <laughs> yes. them. Book some holes. I, the box. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. They scream really loud. And screaming boxes are not that enjoyable to, <laughs> to load up. Um, so, yeah, just the whole packing process um, is terrible. And, and saying goodbye to people, like, it's it's um, been bittersweet to, to – yeah, go through this process. Um, a high is my student work study team at the Center for Civic Engagement is phenomenal. And so um, we just had our Watts fundraiser on yeah. November 12th. And you know, we had 35 people come out, raised almost $4,000. Wow. Um, and the team was so excited. So my, my student work study team is just phenomenal. Uh, they're excited about engaging students in the kinds of programming. So I feel like I'm leaving in a, in a good place where they – they're learning a lot. They feel really competent and confident in their work and had them over for dinner uh, last week, too, which was really nice to. Can I ask over. how cold it was during the fundraiser? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was uh, low, high 30s. So, okay. yeah, it's not bad. The first year I did it was in the 20s. And Got it. Was, mm. And it was really windy. <laughs> that, one, that, one, that one was pretty rough. But, um, yeah, this year it was like a high of 60 during the day and then low of 35 and yeah not too bad not too bad our team does a watts um sunday usually over january break yep. when we're here and it is something they fight over they all want to do it we got they you for it. two two sundays in january sure that sounds right yeah. i'll look at my calendar <laughs> um no our our women love that event and um i'm sure you guys are doing so many events i know that that watts stuff is just something that really strikes a chord with our student and, and watts is the winchester area temporary thermal shelter for mm -hmm. those who don't know the acronym Thanks, Keith. Excellent. Uh, my high is disc golf related, but it comes back to this podcast Shocker. because about a year ago, our old producer, Xander, took me to this disc golf course um, down in, in Strasbourg, and I was like amazed at how, course, like, how cool this course was, but it was so tough and difficult. And that was like part of the beginning of my disc golf journey. And then now this year, just this past weekend, I played in a tournament at that course where I was like overwhelmed a year ago, but I played my best round ever in the tournament. And I want to thank Xander for uh, introducing me to that course. 
So that was, that's my high. Um, my low, my low comes from my FYS class. I feel like a few of my lows have come from my FYS <laughs> class. <laughs> Scott, are they tired? Are they tired? My, my, my class about yeah. sleep. Are they yes. tired? Yeah. Well, them being tired is actually okay. And, oh. and, and here's why. Because so I was teaching about um, the sleep disorder called narcolepsy, which involves uh, a deficit in this neurotransmitter called orexin, O-R-E-X-I-N. So I was, I was teaching about, like, you know, people who have narcolepsy, they have low production of orexin, blah, blah, blah. But, <laughs> but I mixed up the, the, the sounds in that expression. So instead of orexin, I said erection. <laughs> 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 and I, like, it came out of my mouth, and I, like, paused for a second, and, you know, mentally I'm doing that thing where you grab the words out of the air and you try to stuff them back in, and I, like... Looked around, but students, they didn't seem to register. Like, That's I didn't get awful. any I didn't get any eyebrows <laughs> raised or any chuckles, which I think is because they were tired. Were they paying attention? They, either, yeah, not paying attention. <laughs> so I just kept going and kept teaching about That would the have been <laughs> the word to bleep out, by the way. <laughs> the ambiguous yeah. word to bleep out. <laughs> the production of orexin. Say that fast. Orexin? Oh, yeah, O-R-E-X-I-N. Erection. Maybe right. production oh of erection. I'm going so erection. many different directions. That, that's really sad though, because I feel like it's similar. Like, like when I trip, I'm somebody who really likes physical humor, and if you like oh, yeah. trip, you want somebody to be able to see it. Because if I fall down, I want somebody to at least enjoy. It's gotta be worth it. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you say something like that and people don't notice, it's like, <laughs> oh, I, they're really <laughs> checked out if they did not hear erection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it was more relief. I mean, maybe they did. You know, it's it's Wait, it's, it's recorded. Well, it's, it's a there's a Zoom what recording. was relief. My, I had relief that they didn't seem to register. I just wanted what to be clear said. with our listeners <laughs> what Scott is saying. Is <laughs> <laughs> there was a sense of relief on my part. Um, that's it. That's my that's my low. Wow, you're really Joey? fluffing that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beep. <laughs> beep, uh, beep. I don't. I can't compete with that stuff. Um, my my high was I just got back from a conference in South Carolina. You Colum- had conferences, of course yeah. you did. Good Columbia, thing we South Carolina. This for Mondays. Yeah. Huh? Good yeah. thing we booked this I was this back. For yeah, I was I was back for this. Uh, but Columbia, South Carolina, where the univers- University of South Carolina is, I I hate everything Go about Gamecocks. it because the Gamecocks. Beep, I'm a big beep. Georgia fan. Gamecocks. <laughs> 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 Scott's right. on one today. Tell us about the Gamecocks. Remember when I interrupted you, Melissa, during your grateful attitude or whatever it's called? <laughs> and now Scott's doing the same thing during this? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I know how you feel now. I apologize for what I, I did earlier. I, I forgive everyone. Look at uh, all that. Empathy. So anyway, I was in South Carolina, which I love the town of Columbia. I hate the Gamecocks because of, especially college football or uh, football nuclear ball. reactors. I don't know. Something with the Simpsons. Yeah, they have better reactors than Athens, Georgia does. <laughs> that was a really terrible. That was awful. Sorry, that, that, that was, was a deep yeah. pull, though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you were uh, trying, though. I appreciate it. I tried. I tried. Yeah. Making an effort. Uh, but anyway, it's a great conference because it was in person where it was online last year. And online conferences are terrible. In person, yeah, you got to travel. You got to do some uh, socializing. But they're still more fun in person. You get more out of it. But they also have this place called Wet Willies Ooh. in South Carolina that is alcoholic slushies. Ooh. And you just go in and it is like 30 machines of slushies just lined up with alcohol in them. And it is absolutely amazing. And they're vi- it's fat. Fat Tuesday and Wet Willies are the two chains that have alcoholic <laughs> slushies, and they're absolutely delicious. There is so much be- beeping, beeping <laughs> capabilities in this episode. There sure are. It's, yeah, it's good luck, Sean. Primed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, got, I went to Wet Willies each day I was there. Um, so that's the high. That's the high, because I love that place. Which, so which uh, flavor was best? Uh, I like Cola Cab. 
<laughs> because it's made with 190. It's made with golden grain. But what flavor? Oh, it's, so it, the slushy wasn't like strawberry with. They fuck. have like it strawberry was, daiquiri. They have yeah. other flavors of things. But this one's just called Call a Cab. It's grain alcohol, and I think it's maybe wow. like a strawberry flavor. Oh, um, nice. Maybe, but it's but it's not sweet. That's the good thing. Because a lot of slushies can get really sweet. This yeah, one is that's not. That's what very a slushie su- is. Yeah, exactly. And I don't like really sweet. This was just like cold and refreshing. Ice mixed with alcohol. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It doesn't sound that. <laughs> but it's, well, whatever. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess a I'm bourbon, a, a bourbon on the rocks. It's true. It tastes Sorry. like morning shame and embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> and a migraine. That's, it tastes <laughs> like a migraine. This was my high, folks. All right. This was right. my high. Can I have my high? Can I? Please. And I got to watch Thor Ragnarok while I was oh, drinking it, too. But I only had to read movie. the subtitles. And by the end, it got kind of hazy. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that was really fun. Great conference. Great restaurant. My low is that a colleague of mine tested positive for COVID. Ooh. And so I had to kind of quarantine myself for a few days because I'm vaccinated and everything. I got that. But I had to wear a mask in overdrive. And I was afraid to be around my girls because they're not vaccinated. They're getting vaccinated today, actually. Um, and so I was really concerned, like, are they going to get it? Do I need to be concerned about this? So I had to wait five days before you can get tested. Because that's what the CDC and SU says. You got to wait to get tested. Um, so it was kind of a three or four days of like wearing a mask around the house while I'm at home, kind of isolating from the girls, not being able to like tuck them in and stuff. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, but luckily, I ended up being negative and everything was fine. But you never really know for like four or five days. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was my low. But everything's fine. The person that's positive is on the mend and doing much better. So everything's good. But that was frustrating for a little while. All right, next segment. I forgot where we were. Hornet hot take. So Keith, this is your chance to rant about something. What do you got? Yeah, so so I'll, I won't go on sports ball anymore for Melissa's <laughs> sake as she's glaring at me. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was trying to think about um, hot takes because I, I ran about a lot of things and I'm really opinionated about a lot of things. Good. Um, and, and I was I was struggling to figure out which one to to narrow in on. Um, I think. Uh, one of the one of the pieces I, that's that's been hard um, lately is is some of the languaging in higher education buzzwords, right? So we use buzzwords mm-hmm. a lot, and the more we use buzzwords, the less impact they have. So we talk about diversity and inclusion. Um, I feel like that gets distilled into tokenism. So oh, we want to be more diverse, more inclusive. Let's add this kind of face but not actually work on the actual embracing of that or the way we talk about service and so that's one of my pet peeves in the the world of service and engagement is how what does that service actually mean as Mm -hmm. opposed to i go out and give somebody five bucks pat myself on the back i feel good but it's really about me um and so i think we lose a lot of the transformative potential of words when we universalize them too much in in our yeah yeah. that's that's just something that i've been um struggling with as th- through my role roles here um yeah that's that's my brief hot take I'll, i'm sure i'll jump into something else no that's really good that's a good serious hot take yeah and a non-serious follow-up would be like this podcast the more we talk the less of an impact we have with it our could <laughs> be yeah with our buzzwords podcast well although here you get to flesh it out a little bit and that that allows for the, the more of the transformation when it's just a buzzword that's like oh higher ed's talking about diversity we need to yes. talk about it. higher yes. ed's talking mm-hmm. about global citizenship sure. we need to talk about it but then what does it actually mean in terms of the operationalizing of it where this allows you to actually 
yeah, engage in it on a deeper level. So I feel like the title of our podcast is bound to our mascot. Yeah. A yeah, little bit, is. like there's the, like the word buzz. Is that where it came from? I don't know. Yeah, in part. But in part. I, I think it's easy to yeah. use that word as well, and then hijack it from a oh, yeah. perspective. Well, and I think especially. Um, so we yeah. might be double guilty. You no, know, no, no, no. I think, it, but but, but you also like need to have something that brings people in. And buzzwords is like a lighter. If this was like faculty spotlight series, <laughs> it wouldn't have the people be like, I'm not listening to a podcast about that. Right. But buzzwords <laughs> is like, oh, it sounds fun. It's like cool. Hanging with people. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, so I, like I would the, like uh, for you to continue yeah. to change your voices. You can have multiple guests, and it's just Keith here with all the different voices. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to. I, I've always wanted to be a voice actor. It shows. Fun fact. Um, all right. Your point, your POV, uh, this is your point of view. Give us a perspective on your department that faculty and staff might not be aware of. Yeah. So I, I think. Um, so the world of service learning is uh, it's well known in university again buzzwords right so that's it's kind of like thrown out there and I think at Shenandoah we've been, our office has been trying to uh, broaden that to be community engagement because service learning is a very specific set of principles of engaging learning uh, objectives with community objectives. Uh, and a attitude of reflection. So having students reflect on those things. Um, and a lot of people will do like, oh, we went to a soup kitchen last week. My class is a service learning class. That's not actually the case. That's more of a community engagement. You're actually engaging the community, but service learning, again, has these stricter requirements with a certain number of hours mm -hmm. and how that ties into actual learning objectives. Um, but I think the the point of view would be how to, how faculty can more can think more about how they're embedding that in their classes. So Scott does this a lot in his courses in psychology. The psychology department's kicking butt in terms of service learning. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, you got you, you and Wendy and Rodney. You guys are yeah, you guys are awesome on this. Um, trying to think through what are the community needs, what's something unique that you can bring from your classroom experience, and then how does that benefit both? And so. Um, Within that world of service and engagement in the classroom, that can often reinforce power in, uh, improper power dynamics where the university is like, we just want more learning, and the outside community is the guinea pig, right. and we use them. But good, effective service learning is really about trying to meet needs that benefit the community, but then also benefit student learning, and that leads to higher retention and um, better grades, better faculty engagement, all that good stuff. So... Um, I'm hoping that my successor will also be able to continue that work too. That's that's one of the plans from what I understand. Um, but that piece is also tied into civic engagement, which is what Tracy, our president, where she really wanted this position to not just be a service learning position, but civic engagement, meaning how are we engaging differences writ large? Mm -hmm. And also how are we getting and preparing students to be leaders in the world when they leave from here? And that's... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. And I don't know that you're equipped to answer this and maybe I'm putting you on the spot, but... Do you think that students <coughs> seek out, let's say kids are between three or four schools, they're finalists. Is this an X factor for prospective students? Us as a, you know, our, our place on global citizenship and everything you're saying. Um, do you feel that way? Or do you think it's something that, you know, you have the key and you unlock it once they're here? Yeah, I don't think that that has been a deciding factor for most students. I think um, from the students that we engage in, we do have students who are really excited about service, but they're coming here for that major or right. for that athletic um, connection. So 
this is more of an add-on than that. And then we do often get students who, like, they serve through the women's basketball team. Right. And then after they do it, they say, oh, this is really great. I want to do this more. And right, then they right. kind of catch that bug in. And yeah, I it. just asked because I know we talk about service and we talk about academics, athletics, activism. And that's been kind of a nuance mm -hmm. since, you know, we went into COVID life. But um, – We've done quite a bit of hours, and it's definitely a goal within our team, and I find that to be such a huge selling point when talking to perspectives. Yeah. I feel like we're just a microcosm of this institution. We're not mm -hmm. an outlier. We're just one mini group within the group. You cited the psychology department as a leading group. I know Wendy's classes, we always try to mirror what they're doing, mm -hmm. um, and Scott's and, and, and Rodney's and all of them. But um, I feel like that's something that's like in people – and I, I think it's a separator for us. So I didn't know if you felt that way from the seat that you were looking yeah, at. Yeah, I, you know, my undergrad in an institution I worked at before this was very service heavy. Like it was just something that um, it was it was embedded in all aspects of campus life. I don't think that's the case here. I do think it's a choice, um, a choice and. And I think also we just have a really busy culture. I think our students are often like running ragged, so mm -hmm. <laughs> lack of sleep. Yeah, um, yeah. They're they're really struggling to to balance everything. So I think we have a lot of students who want to serve, got it, and just don't have the time to because they're you know they're going to lift or they're going they're working two or three jobs. I've got a lot of students. The conservatory who students seem conser to yeah, like, I don't know how they sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they don't. They don't exactly. Yeah, they don't. Scott, don't tell Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he <laughs> knows about no that. No students sleep. From what yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, just one last thing there, like, and that's why since our students are so busy, like, it's important to get service in where you can, right? If it's yeah. integrated into a course yep. that they're already committing X hours of, of time per week to, then they can, they can still serve the community and get that fulfillment and that engagement that way, and they don't have to, like, you know tack on an extra service club or something to their Right, and that's what life. we're trying to do that with um, different clubs and organizations, too. So we have a partnership with uh, women's soccer, too, mm -hmm. where they're going to be doing mentoring. So a few of their students will go and mentor weekly through a whole year. So they're taking, which is also the most effective type of service. Yeah. Uh, going out and doing one thing one week is often, like, it, it can be good. It can be helpful. It builds capacity in these community organizations. But if you can mentor a kid in a local school for a year. That, that relationship Yeah, the huge. relationship building the um that long-term engagement that just allows for more of a transformative um expression to happen instead of just more of a transactional kind mm. of service yeah. which is what happens when you don't have a lot of time definitely right. all right keith shenan do's shenan don'ts what advice do you have Ooh. as an outgoing member of the SU uh, community? i think shenan do's um one of the things I like about Shenandoah is there are some silos that happen here, uh, as in every institution, but there feels like there's a lot of flexibility for you to kind of go into other people's worlds and, uh, wh what's the, the phrase, practice your purpose, purpose with passion. Ooh, so yeah. Tracy uses that often. We use that, and I used to work in the Office of Spiritual Life, and they use that a lot. Um, but finding that, that reason why you're here, why you like engaging with students, why you're in higher education, and then finding opportunities outside of that. So the amount of workshops I've been on um, has really helped me grow as a person, that it's helped me love what I do, and doing things outside of my just my own little kind of box, my own little area has been really great. So going on GCP or leading a gel trip or, um, yeah, going to see a speaker or performance, I think finding something that helps 
helps you to thrive and grow has been really critical um, instead of just that kind of stay in your lane and, and stick there and then mm -hmm. you don't get to, to grow beyond that. So, um, you know, TTL, I think they've been really fantastic about opening the, uh, this up beyond just a narrow kind of group of elite faculty. They, they have opportunities that are for everyone all across campus. And there's a lot of programs like that on, on campus. And that's one of my biggest um, shin and dues, I think, is, is to be able to seek that out those opportunities. That has been such a theme. Yeah, we've heard that yeah. before. You know, and, and I do mm -hmm. agree with you, um, Keith, that Shenandoah, I think especially I've worked at several other schools too, really, really doesn't say the idea of staying in your lane is the opposite of how I feel here. Yeah. You know, it's it's really welcome to cross over and collaborate, and you're a fool if you don't take advantage yeah. of that. And I'd say for the Shin and Don't, um, at least on the staff side, I can't speak as much to the faculty side, um, those opportunities are great too, but also like limiting yourself. Um, I think student affairs is notorious across the U.S. of burning people out. So mm. people who love working with students, it's almost viewed as like a ministry where like if mm. you're going that extra mile for the students, it's good. Sure. And you should always do that, even if you're not being compensated beyond that. Um, and so, you know, you, you find those people who are here three or four nights a week mm -hmm. and they're working on the weekends too and they're doing this extra 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 but they're not taking that time to sleep or to yeah. take care of themselves or to take care of their families so um i think having that ability to balance new opportunities and also balance your own kind of boundaries for right. work-life balance i think is really important wow good advice mm, really good uh buzzword breakdown talk about a buzzword speaking of buzzwords that you try to embody in your work at SU. Yeah, I was trying to think about this, and I, I was, uh, I'm going to say two, because I, I thought about two, and I could decide between the two. So this is what I always do with um, with food. When I go, I'm the last person to pick two at a restaurant, <laughs> and then I'll just take the last two things, and I'll ask the waiter or waitress, like, what do you, what if what's best here? Um, or you could just order both. Yeah. Or I could have just ordered both, yeah. yeah. That's, that's good, because then normally I just always regret whichever one I actually choose. <laughs> um, collaboration is one of my buzzwords. So, yeah. again, it gets thrown around a lot. But um, kind of every project that we do, we try to think through in our office, uh, how are we connecting with another group? So whether that's the Mosaic Center, the Not Just Women's Center, athletics, um, another academic department, how are we building a, a bigger coalition? So we did this with... Um, our election engagement this last year. So we actually, between 2016 presidential election and 2020 election, we had a 17% increase in voter engagement mm. through the That's university. Okay. And a lot of that was partnering with different groups on campus. So partnering with athletics because some of our athletes had uh, notoriously lower rates of an engagement than other students. Um, I know we made a push, but there was no practice on yes, yeah, the presidential exactly. election. Yep, yep, we pushed for no practice with NCAA. Yeah. Um, we uh, yeah we partnered with the business school. We partnered with um, the Mosaic Center because we uh, students of color had less engagement, criminal justice. So, so we kind of targeted that, but that that ability to w create a wider net and in coalitions to help um, build programs it benefits everybody. So I don't know you know sometimes people just kind of go it alone because they want their vision to be kind of pristine and pure, and that often fails. So. Uh, collaboration was one, and the other is uh, dissonance, and I think Ooh, that's. Man. Um, <laughs> I think excited I think, about we, that need to, I think uh, we need to bleep that word out. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a psychology. And then this guy goes, "Ooh, that's a psych <laughs> term." <Tell me> what. <laughs> um, I think being able to to put students and also ourselves as faculty and staff in 
situations that make us feel uncomfortable and that challenge preconceptions and assumptions. Um, I think it's normal that as we get older, we get into that teaching mode or that like, I know better mode. And one of the things I love about being in higher education is that you're in this space where students are constantly confronting their their biases, mm. their their stereotypes, or how they view the world, and it's it's not matching with with new information. And I think as we get older, it's easy to um, to lose that, to lose that ability to handle that dissonance. And so I think it's important to maybe embrace that a little bit more. So those are my two buzzwords: embrace the dissonance. Yeah, that's great. Agreed. Keith, is there anything that you would like to plug on your way out here? Anything that you want to say, plug, anything? Yeah, um, I think, so So we um, are going to be partnering with Watts, uh, the Winchester Area Temporary Thermal Shelter, from now until the end of March. And so we'll have volunteer opportunities that every Sunday we provide a meal for about 35 guests who are experiencing homelessness. Um, so you can reach out to our office at serve at su.edu if you're interested in helping to lead one of those groups or to uh, volunteer with them. We will have some more hot topics uh, events. So those are the, the dialogues across difference. Um, in the first week of December, we're going to be doing one on how much we can discriminate against ex-convicts. Hmm. And so we have, you know, criminal justice system, the, kind of the banning the box, that those, those themes. Um, but once somebody is broken the law, served their time, how much should we still expect of them to uh, be able to safely reintegrate into society? So those are some projects that we're, we're working on and really excited about. Great. All right, well, let's not forget to thank our sponsor of the day. Thank you, Keith. Um, let me not hesitate to say that, but our sponsor of the day is Asynchronous Teaching, allowing an earlier Thanksgiving break ever since 2020. Thank you, Asynchronous Teaching. Melissa, what else? Thank you so much, Asynchronous Teaching. <laughs> Um, Keith, can't thank you enough. Thank you for being here. Thank you for carving out time from pot packing and children boxing. Oh, pot packing. Pot yeah. packing. <laughs> thank you. <And> oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about pot packing earlier, no? We kitchen were. packing? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Kitchen pots, everyone. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, our email, our email, gentlemen, our email is buzzwords at su.edu, um, subuzzwords.podbean.com. Dot com. Next guest is our director of HR, Rakeen Lee. That will be in two weeks. In the meantime, have a great Thanksgiving, everyone, and keep, keep on, on buzzing. buzzing.